0: He got all the plans. He got plan A, plan B. Uh, Shout out to plan B. (laughs) (laughs) They throats okay? (laughs) My throat good. (laughs) Everything good.
1: We definitely said we was filming, Grandma. We're recording. We can hear all of that in the background. You gotta go. (laughs)
0: Recovering from Father's Day weekend, the pettiest weekend of them all, honey. <laughs> <laughs> the pettiest holiday of them all. <laughs> but we'll talk about that too. We'll get into it. Okay. Well, I'm Keisha. And I'm Sataya. And we are the Just, just go, go With, with It podcast. podcast. And we are reminding you guys that life is a journey, not a destination. So guys, just just go with it. Just go with it, girlfriend. <laughs> but what was I talking about? I was telling you how Father's Day... I I don't think... Fa- was Father's Day always the pettiest holiday of all time? To me, it was. Because I came up
1: with my own holiday. I grew up with a single mom. So I was just like, you know what? This is Superwoman Day. So Ooh. like from a very young age, on Father's Day, I would be like, Happy Superwoman Day, Mom. And we would do a whole big thing for her. Because I'm like...
0: Baby, you were superhero. <laughs> Can you whisper in my son ear and tell him about that? Because he don't even say nothing to me for Mother's Day. Much less <laughs> much less to even conceive that thought in his mind. He just was as, as ungrateful as he wanna be. <laughs> but that is cute, Satya. But but I, I mean I want us to go deep into that in a moment because today we are gonna be discussing daddy issues and mama issues in the episode that we are going to name very quite simply daddy issues and mama issues mm-hmm. but before we even get into it I feel like everybody was getting dragged for father's day but the mothers <laughs> were nice the mothers were nice because they would post a picture on social media with their baby daddy and the kid and be like You know, Happy Father's Day. You still broke though. You know what I'm saying? Happy Father's Day. You ain't worth a damn. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just kind of like, but wait, but why did you say? (laughs) It is the perfect way to just pay homage to a lackluster just situation, I guess. The baby mamas was out here looking, just looking for blood. They was hungry for blood and boots, baby. And the baby daddies were being given very nice and nasty homage on Father's Day. I had a baby mama, shout out to my cousin, uh, say that, you know, she had a whole nice picture and post on Facebook and that she had the nerve to finish it with. I'm going to unblock him so that he could see the message. <laughs> <laughs> with love. I said, yes, cuz. <laughs> Come on, Father's Day. <laughs> but, Santana, how did you spend your Father's Day? What was yours like? I was asleep. <laughs>
1: in a minute. Uh, I talked to my sister on the phone for a good two hours and then I was like baby I'm about to go to sleep. Uh, (laughs) Let me look at my agenda. (laughs) I told that man I said Hope you have a wonderful Father's Day. Not even happy Father's Day. Let me stop. Oh.
0: <laughs> if it don't go, it, 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 I hope it goes wonderful. If it doesn't go that way, it is what it is. <laughs> That's what that means. That's childhood trauma
1: right there. Come on now. <laughs> now, but yeah, I spent to sleep. It was lovely. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. How about you?
0: Can I just say your skin looks wonderful. It looks like you really did get a whole lot of rest yesterday. Praise God. Thank um, you. <laughs> so my father's day looked a little bit different. I almost got no sleep. So for father's day because of my son's situation. My son is 11 years old and he has never met his father before in his life. So we usually devote that day to just appreciating the life that we have together mm-hmm. and just celebrating what we're able to what we're able to do, how we're able to sustain ourselves. Um, despite having a whole parent missing so we went out honey we went to Frida's and my son got the prime rib um, I got some salmon and we toasted like we was kings and queens like I don't have an electric bill due that may or may not get paid this month come on the prime rib for my little girl son come on being irresponsible come on we eat
1: good. he just eating good he was eating good
0: Baby, he was being biggie. Maybe he had a creme brulee. And I was just kind of like, okay, now, like, <laughs> cheers to me, okay. <laughs> he ain't even saying nothing for Mother's Day, much less that day, okay. <laughs> but after that, we actually went to my father's house, my parents' house, and we celebrated my dad. Um, it was very chill, very very. Um, it was just very chill, which is, is usually not the case. But I was very grateful for us to just lay, you know, just kick back. And you know, my dad had some brewskis. I had some water. Um, my sister in law was there. Erica, shout out to Erica. Um, my older brother, who's a father, he wasn't there. You know, shout out to him. I told him Happy Father's Day. And my mother was in the bed, sleep. <laughs> I didn't see my mama all the whole time. It wasn't <laughs> <wasn't my> <laughs> but it was her day cuz she was in the bed sleep <laughs> not tended to nobody okay all right now so <laughs> but um i honestly while i was grateful because that was one of the best fathers day i mean obviously it's not about me but i feel like just from the vibe of being able to hang out with my dad that probably was one of the best ones um that we've had and you know just hearing the differences in our day um, I think that this is a great day or a great week to discuss mommy issues and daddy issues mm-hmm. and just to have a discussion about the impact that parents have on human development mm-hmm. and um how they you know just just simply like how they how that impacts us, how we grow up, how our brains are formed. I feel like. In certain communities still people don't understand that the most impactful thing that can happen to a person are the things that happen at the hands of our parents yeah there's just no nothing that's more formative than what we experience whenever we're really little on a day-to-day basis that is literally what forms our entire being mm-hmm. um, our mental constructs, the way that we operate. So and, and may
1: I say before yeah. we even get started going in
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> on, on childhood Trump, you know, you see we started with science, kind of. <laughs> but we really still going. Let's
1: tell us before we go in on that. I just want to go ahead and say, as a guardian, and you as a parent, or you know, as a parent guardian, you know, um, I I do want to say that you know when. Um, condemning parents that have made mistakes or anything like that because you're not handed a handbook <laughs> you definitely don't know what to do um <laughs> when it comes to parenting or is the decision right for the child at the end of the day it's just things that you know so many anomalies
0: and then at the end of the day you, as parents we have trauma that we deal yes, with too
1: yes we bring into yes. the situation yes we're bringing our ch- the child or you know person we're taking care of into a situation of you know you dealing with certain situations based off of your past hurt. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so we can go ahead and just get into it. And I thought that
0: you know I don't I don't know if you guys have taken away any idea any ideas about us at this point, but I really thought that Satea was the more petty of the two of us. <laughs> But the fact that she made sure to give that disclaimer, shout out to our parents.
1: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to start going in without any kind of disclaimer. I was just going to go in and people, they were just going to be looking like, with you know, with the bug-eyed emoji. No, but not, not just our that, children. but
1: you're a parent too, so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. We're just, we just marking parents down, you know? I'm a guardian, so I, I just, you know, I didn't want to... <laughs> be condemned
0: completely for anything we may. <laughs> oh so you thought somebody was gonna be somebody was gonna be listening to this with a cigarette in their mouth with a, sitter, with a glass of Hennessy on the side like wait a minute i know this heather ain't talking about this i remember two weeks ago whenever i saw her whooping the, you know, something like that <laughs> didn't she leave a stroller at macy's that one time you know oh i see she is she is the next level of petty accountable uh petty patricia (laughs) oh my goodness she is tenured in her pettiness yes ma'am okay daddy issues let's start with that i really feel like daddy issues daddy hyphen issues might be my middle name um <laughs> okay. nah. for all the boys out there just so y'all know um anyway <laughs> for everyone that is for everyone that has helped to just make that worse um forget y'all i, I see y'all in hell and now, cut that out cut that out cut that out Cut that out. No, he ain't going to cut it out. He's going to keep it in. I know it. Listen, our editor is petty. Do you hear me? He is petty. Sometimes the stuff I see slip through. I just be so tired and depleted. I just be like, just let it. Screw it. We said we was going to be honest. We going to be honest, okay? The stuff I be wanting to cut might be the best footage. But Anyway, pivoting back. Daddy issues. So first of all, what have I learned that a father is supposed to bring to the development of a person? I'm going to speak as a person and then I'm going to speak as a woman while speaking on this. I know that parenting is a fatherhood, especially the father's role from an early age is supposed to bring about the feeling of security, mm-hmm. supposed to bring about um, confidence strength feeling like you have something to turn to in this world that isn't yourself and that's not just you know learned that is supposed to be what the father brings even whenever you're a small child um it's supposed to be an evolutionary thing um and I'm not we are not let me tell you something without a man being present we are not having an in-depth conversation about gender roles whatsoever <laughs> or about men and women or yes, anything like yes. that nothing in depth we might skim past because we be skimming past these men in these streets but besides that like I, I'm not please do not take this to be oh Keisha thinks she doctor. she thinks that she's an expert on what men bring just wanted to add that caveat but that's what men are supposed to provide um just from a human development standpoint when it comes to fathers mm-hmm. um so I'll just, I'll just share a little bit about my experience. And again, just going to echo what Sataya said. Love the parents, but this is our platform and we are going to exercise our creative freedom. Mm-hmm. So my father, an Aquarius, fixed sign. Um, <laughs> fixed sign. He is an extremely um, ambitious and proud man. Um, he's dealt with a lot of... Things in his growing up and he grew up, you know, in a different country. I'm a first generation American, Um, so both of my parents worked their way into prosperity and success in a new country so that I can have a chance, um, so that my son can have a chance. So I revere my parents as the pioneers that got us here, that's for sure. Um, But my father is, you know, he probably got here because he is a proud man. He does not see, no. He does not see it's not going to happen. He sees a way. If there's a will, there's a way. He doesn't let the opinions or thoughts and feelings of the people around him really affect his decision making. At least on the outside. Mm. He doesn't express any regard, typically, for what the next person thinks if he needs to do something if he needs to get it he gonna get it and in his mind he has a master plan he got the backup plan he got the pre-plan he got all the plans he got plan a plan b uh, shout out to plan b <laughs> 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 and there's not really much that a person can say to him to deter him from what he already has deemed to be the best decision Mm -hmm. for not only himself, but his family. He has sacrificed it all. Um, He has not thought of his comfort in any way when making the decisions that he's made for us. And as a result, you know, we... These two immigrants that came from a different country can now say that they are living the life, honey. Living Um, la
1: vida loca.
0: Living la vida loca, okay? And, you know, and it's great. Like, it is... That is not um, a small deal. Honey, I had to give the full introduction because y'all not going to roast me at the next family reunion. I'm not going to get a text message about the stuff that I say. I gave y'all y'all flowers. Okay? <laughs> me, not me talking to my parents via our creative expression. Um, <laughs> but with that said, my father was always my best friend, mm. especially in the earlier years of my life. Um, probably the first half of the formative years of my life, right? The, The extremely formative ones. Um, a lot of his love for like video games and his time that he, that he sacrificed, you know, just feeding, not feeding, but like pouring into myself and my younger brother and later on my older brother, um, him working nights and making sure that we could survive, a family of two immigrants in New York City um those were the things that just made me feel really safe to this day me and my son played video games together all the time me and my dad would stay up all night with my younger brother and play I remember the first time he brought home the Super Nintendo and we played Super Mario World and I mean it was a rap child like that that that's kind of like where my love for all things nerdy came from and We played Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. I mean, The Legend of Zelda. I think that was more me as I got a little older. But like, let's just say like a lot of a lot of the things that I enjoy like the one-on-one time with my son where we just, just go dad. Yeah, yeah my dad spent a lot of time my dad used to take me to the bar with him like <laughs> there was this neighborhood bar um, called the Michelle in Brooklyn that my dad used to take me to I used to get like a coke with some cherries let in
1: me it. find out that's why you like bars let <laughs>
0: you have a good old days thank you Sataya <laughs> thank you so much for putting my um, borderline alcoholism on my father And his <laughs> <love> <laughs> of just kidding um <laughs> so a lot of the things that I that I love and that I um look forward to when it comes to intimacy with my son with you know whomever you know a man that I'm with with my friends A lot of that comes from those formative beginnings um, and that absolute intimacy I shared with my dad very early. So just right off the bat, that's a huge example of what parents bring, what our fathers bring. But you know, things don't always stay the same. So as I crept into adolescence or the period of time where boobs start to happen, um, (laughs) like about 10 or 11, you know, hormones, insecurities, being a little black girl in the suburbs um, where there were hardly any black people, body issues, um, just not really knowing where I fit in. It was very hard for our dynamic to continue because I was no longer a child. Um, everything couldn't be fixed with the things that we had before and there were a lot of changes in our family we moved to Texas um my dad worked you know different hours they had you know different things going on but I also was growing up my younger brother who is autistic severely so um was entering this phase of his life where he was extremely violent um so there were a lot of shifts as I was going into the double digits and just to be frank, I didn't feel very supported on an emotional level. And I don't think that I would ever feel supported on an emotional level again um, for the years to come in my you know my childhood. Um, and the times after that by my parents or at least by my father, um, since that's what we're talking about right now, it's just, um, so I will say I do, Find that because of that, I went through a long period of time, and and I'm still going through it. Those things don't go away, but we just learn to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Where I just, you know, I am looking for that. I am looking for The beginning
1: stage? I don't know what that means. Like your your childhood? Like, not the mess-ups? I'm looking for both
0: of it, you know? Like, I'm looking... Because, I mean, your emotions are not the same level that they are when you're 5 or 6 mm-hmm. as when you're 12 and 13. Like, your emotional needs evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a special person to evolve with your child as they are experiencing those changes and those needs are changing. So, I just know that I don't think that my family in general, but I don't think that my dad really knew... How to evolve with me in that way? Mm. I don't think he had the tools. I know he didn't have the tools. I don't think. I know he didn't have the tools, as he has his own trauma um, from his own upbringing. He just didn't have it. But um, yeah. When I'm right now, what I look for are the things that I got in the beginning. You know, that intimacy that let's do something spontaneous that we shouldn't be doing. Like going to a bar when you're five years old, but you getting the cherry on top of your Uh Coca-Cola, you know, like let's, let's share those moments. You know, I do that stuff with my son. Um, but even in looking for a partner, like I, I love that. I want that. That made me feel so special to be the only child in a bar Mm -hmm. with her cherries. And you know, (laughs) with my daddy, you know what I'm saying? And, to stay up all night and play video games and us work together and us figure it out. Um, But honestly, a lot of my insecurity when it comes to... I'm about to get emotional, actually. I do have a lot of insecurities when it comes to my self-worth. And my dad, because of the things that he's experienced, because he's had to beat the odds over and over again, You know, he put that on me, but Mm -hmm. it's because whenever you are an immigrant, whenever you grow up poor, whenever you go through the things that my father has been through, you go through what we call the survival, fight or flight. Mm -hmm. It's just indoctrinated into you, both chemically and, you know, just through circumstance. And so you raise, I believe that he brought that into, you know, our dynamic. You know, if I couldn't figure out. A math problem like this and then we wouldn't even be doing homework it'd be like we playing basketball mm-hmm. and he's like okay well you got twenty nine points okay I got sixty three points how many points we got in total and I'd be like okay doing the math no you don't know how to do that type of thing mm-hmm. um just this really high expectation this like almost like our lives depended on it like my development depended on being intelligent intelligent mm-hmm. but also being emotionally like, very emotionally sound. So, not crying about certain things when mm. it's just a rap. If you know me, I'm crying, baby. I'm just going to cry. Like, I'm just going to cry over a movie, over this, over that. It just wasn't, like, my personality. And I don't think that he understood that that just wasn't me. Yeah. I You know, maybe I need a moment to think. Maybe I need... To be able to express myself emotionally Mm -hmm. so that we can move on to a solution or to the next thing. But that those are just little examples. I find myself to be a very ambitious woman and I don't see, no, Mm. I don't see the limit. I don't see we can't do that because I see how we're going to get there. I see what are we going to do to get there? I see, okay, I don't want to do this, but I will talk to this person and I will do this thing um, because I have no choice. So even though I may have <laughs> self-worth issues that I'm working through um, and other things, I mean, I am happy that at least I have those other qualities. Yeah, that
1: he implanted those things. In yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Whether hard or whether easy. And I think that I'm going to let you speak because you have a completely different situation <laughs> than I do. Yes. But it almost makes me... I mean, if I don't even know if we'll have time to discuss it, but is it worth it in the end? Is it worth it if I turned out to be successful and if I turned out to have a son that I have a great relationship with?
1: But you do. So, it, you know what I'm saying? So, that's what like I'm saying. Are, was it worth it? Oh, was... Yes. Would Most you say definitely, it's Definitely. I do think, like... There is always something negative and positive you can get out of certain situations, mm-hmm. and especially when it comes to a relationship with a parent. Right. Um. The six-year-old you mm-hmm. is what you cling to. You know what I'm saying, right. and that is the most. That is the. Prominent times that your your dad was in your life. You know right. what I'm saying? So those are the things that like stick to you like glue. That's what you got. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? All of the other things were just like small buildups of, you know, right. I got all of this in my youth. But you know what I'm saying? Like now it's s- slowly depleting, if that makes sense. So you having high expectations type thing right. is like natural for your <laughs> negative You know what I'm saying? Reaction to those positives.
0: Right. And, you know, I'm trying to, I want to get, I want you to speak and I don't want to prioritize like all of my time, but I just wanted to clear up, like my dad was in my life, like my whole life, but, you know, I've actually had this discussion with my dad and I know it's a sensitive subject for everyone in the family, but my dad actually like, you know, he went away when I was 17 to work overseas, but before he went away to work overseas, I felt like my dad went away emotionally, Mm. like with this capacity to empathize with me and to understand me and to like be supportive of me in the Mm -hmm. ways that I really, really needed. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really hard to try to articulate that to somebody, my dad, who does not understand who doesn't understand things the way that I do, right? Like, you don't, if Orion were to come to me, my son, 20 years from now, 10 years from now, and said that I abandoned him when I recall being like physically there. Mm-hmm. But in his experience, maybe when I started dating this guy, like, or something, yeah. like, he felt like our family was fractured and it wasn't the same. So it yeah. created the abandonment well, yeah. for him. And it's valid, right? Mm-hmm. I think that it's hard to articulate that to someone who sacrificed, like, everything for my well-being. Yes, yeah. Um, But I'm only sharing this because... First of all, this is our platform and a part of this journey is for us to be okay being honest about our lives. It's yes, okay being okay. Yeah, It's okay to not be okay and yes, it's okay to that be, part. Yeah. That part. And it, and we're free to to speak on things cuz we know that our hearts are in the right place and this is this is ours. This belongs to us. Mm. But just for people that are listening, I mean, people. We all go through different things. We have different situations. Again, like I'm continuing to talk, and I know it's Ateya's turn. <laughs> you good, boo? Get yeah. it out. But yeah, thank you. Come on, therapy. <laughs> but I just, um, it was important to me to just share the impact that my father had on me, both positive and. Mm-hmm. Can, I mean I'm gonna say negative because again there are things that affect me that have to do with that you know men <coughs> dating. <laughs> <coughs> Um, you know, my, my ambition, like I'm one of those people that if I feel like I'm not doing well in any area of my life that I put my effort into, it is like the world is crumbling around me. Mm. I will literally jump ship from friendships if I feel like I have become a burden. Mm -hmm. Like I will, I'm just kind of like, I Well, I have (laughs) worn out my welcome Mm. and I don't even, it does not occur to me until later that people were like, we love you what the hell like like you ghosted us like really it just doesn't occur to me that anyone cares about me and wants me around once I've shown my flaws Mm. um but maybe we can get to that we will talk about our demons like in more detail I'm sure in the you know in our during our journey so that's I'll wrap that up as far as my dad goes love you dad but go ahead, tell. Yeah. You love your dad, Satya. <laughs> <No. laughs>
1: I do love that man.
0: <gasps> um,
1: that was that was so cute shady. as a
0: stranger in my house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I feel like that was shady as hell.
0: Why did I say that? Cut that, dear. No,
1: don't cut it, baby. Don't Anyways, me. um, I feel as if, um. So, background on me. (laughs) Mm. I grew up with a single mother um, that was a gangster. If you want to be honest, like, she, for real, is a gangster. Anyways, so I I grew up... I hope the feds ain't watching. (laughs) (laughs) So, I grew up with that. And um, I never seen, like... So, I always... I don't know if I've articulated this to my dad. I'm pretty sure I have. We've had a lot of heated arguments, Mm -hmm. Um, but technically, he's my third dad. Um, Mm. And you know, my first dad will always be my godfather. Um, I literally, I grew. I'm I'm not from Texas, y'all. I'm from New Mexico. <laughs> Shout out to the 505. Um so I grew up with a Mexican he's his family's from Mexico. He's first generation. I grew up with a Mexican family um until I moved to Texas. Um and nothing was explained to me. It was just okay, you're going over to your dad's um stuff like that because he was my goddad, but no one ever said you're going over to your goddads. you know what I'm saying yeah they were always like you're going over to your dads and it is what it is so I got I got emerged in the you know latin culture yeah and then when I moved out to Texas it was like oh no he's your goddad. so I'm like oh dang I'm like
0: okay uh, who am I <laughs> oh my god
1: um so yes I had that phase of I don't know what's going on like I didn't take Spanish in school um and that's one of the reasons why I didn't is just because I didn't and in New Mexico you back in the day especially like when you went to bilingual schools everything was taught in English and Spanish the Pledge of Allegiance is said in English and Spanish you know what I'm saying so it was Spanish is one of the things that I still like if someone's speaking it I can still kind of understand what they're saying yeah um but I can't speak it anyways so there's that (laughs) and then going into what I would consider a second dad would be like someone who taught me oh girl this is real this is y'all I'm sorry this is ghetto someone who taught me how to
0: hotwire a car (laughs) give names embarrassed (laughs) His names. All the times I've had car issues, that's why you was like, I, I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you was like, Girl, why you call that man and not me? Right? That's my boyfriend. I didn't know I could call you this whole time. <laughs> I
1: like, no, like, my stepdaddy taught me how to, like, hot wire call. Like, because I was just like, How you have a car? And he was like, Here it is. Boom, boom, bam. And also, like, a lot of the men that we used to go to church with, not a lot, just one to me in particular. Um, I ain't going to say his name. You know what I'm saying? Um, But he he was like, my mom's car broke down. And he was like, all right, cool. It's the battery. We need to take it out. And I'm like, all right, I'll watch you. (laughs) And he was like, no, you need to do it. Nails and all. Because if you're on the side of the road, then that's what you need to do. Come on. And I'm like, oh, okay. So... I know how to change the battery, baby. I know how to do an alterator. Uh, now I know how to take out a starter. I know how to change the oil. Anyway, Hey, okay, can I just ask, <laughs> do the alternator. <laughs> what What does that entail? Take out, like, do the, I mean, that's you too need... much to explain right now. <laughs> okay. Now. Back to our message. The starter, everything, mm. you know, change a tire, do how to do that from day one. Mm. Um, Because that's something my mother taught me how to do. Um, Mm. But going into meeting my dad at 22 years old. um, And y'all, I'm 26. um, So going into meeting him, I looked for him. Actually, my mother was like, sorry. My mother was like, I can see right now. You need him. So I found him, (laughs) and I was like, "What?" Superwoman. Yes, yes. Um, she was like, "Here's his Facebook page," and you don't have to believe that this is your dad. If you want to do DNA, you can. Um, but just look through his family, baby. I look just like my family. All of his daughters claimed and unclaimed. We all look alike.
0: I don't like the ghetto (laughs) aspect of that. What? But for real. Ah. So like
1: all of his children, unclaimed or not, we all look alike. Period, poo. Um, So when I met him, he was like. I looked for you, this, that, and the third. I sent letters. I this that I, I was pissed off with my mom and I was like, I can't believe my mom would do this. And I had a conversation with my mother, and I was like, You're right. I didn't let my guard down to like let some BS in. Uh, I will say this. My dad is a man of many excuses. Oh. Um Many excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like... Once he has tried one or two times, he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's left up to the other person. And I've explained to him several times before. And I'm speaking as if he's listening. Because it's okay if he's listening. Because right now we have an okay relationship.
0: Yeah. So, and you're at peace within yourself.
1: Yes. Um, uh-huh. But in the beginning, I was just like, nigga... Wait a minute. Sorry if y'all don't like the interview.
0: Anyway. No, i to say. <laughs> I <would> not- <laughs> Can I just say, from this point on, I just wanted to say, we've been real this whole time, but I think we're I think we're about to get real. Get real, mama.
1: for real. Daddy issues and mama issues is real.
0: We ain't even got to mama. For real. Oh, um, my gosh.
1: But, so I was just like, I sat down with them and I was like, he stand up in this way he was like say what you need to say say what you really have to say and I was like baby you ain't saying nothing but a word because honestly out of all of my uh, the one thing that we did get out of that my, my dad's kids got from him was straight up honesty um, we gonna tell the truth regardless whose feelings is hurt because we can honestly care less <laughs>
0: <laughs> how are you gonna bring it back to a we don't care place?
1: for real we don't care who's in the room and like people can see that as negative or not mm-hmm. but that is one thing that I got from my dad that I didn't grow up with genetics because mm. um, we're all like that we like we're gonna say what's on our mind and if you don't like it you don't like it right. and that's really how much my dad like how my dad is but anyways um, he was like say what's on your mind and I told him I was like it's going to be difficult for you to be my dad. And I will tell you why. Because I grew up with a godfather. I didn't know who was that was my godfather for the majority of my life. Like, he bought me my first outfit for school, which I had until I was in middle school, y'all. I have a teddy bear that he still bought me from when I was younger. He instilled so much in me. And every... Man that I have ever met, where I hold respect to, because I do not hold a res- lot of respect for men. Come on, now. Um, and that could be daddy issues, but it is. Um, and I don't. I don't hold. I a lot of men don't have my respect. Mm. By a lot, I mean there's only three men that have my respect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and one of them is a child, so he ain't even man. He a boy. Anywho, um. Two of the men that have my respect had to deal with my childhood. And I told him, I was like, you have to live up to men who have taught me about cars. Men who have taught me about men. Men who have done, you know what I'm saying? This that have showed me everything to look for in a guy that is bad. And unfortunately, I feel like my dad fills most of those categories. Wow. Um. So I have this battle. Because my mother did not raise me with disrespect. Right. It was yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. And still to this day, that's what I teach the kids. It is yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. It is yes, sir, and yes, no, sir. Because I feel like respect starts with you. You know what I'm saying? Um, anywho... Um, so I still have that respect for him I battle with that respect and like the respect that I deserve like I feel like he doesn't see me yeah still to this day he Mm. doesn't see me
0: and it is so important for women to feel seen especially by their lovers but of course the root of that is by their fathers yes
1: And I I feel like, that's why I feel like I get offended when a lot of people say stuff because I feel like they don't see me. And I think that that's, that comes from daddy issues. Like all of my (laughs) problems, name trying to be funny. All of my problems come from parent issues.
0: Uh, Don't don't, wait, I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's a word. Yeah. That's a word. And we, and I'm not going to judge what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but that is what we said in the beginning. Like people don't understand that a whole bunch of what makes us, like, the makeup of a person comes mm-hmm. from the foundation that our parents laid down. And if you were an absent parent, you laid down a foundation. Yeah. Regardless of whether you were there or not. You not mm-hmm. being there lays down a foundation. It yeah. creates he, a whole he laid world. laid an
1: absent foundation. <laughs> Go ahead, sister. Um, Go ahead. And yes, uh often I feel like I'm unseen, unheard. Let me say that. Forget unseen, because you see me, but you don't hear me. And I feel like I am unheard a lot by him because it's like, I still express how I feel. And he's like, that's cool. That's how you feel.
0: I need you to hear me.
1: Exactly. Listen and understand. Process the hurt that you have given. Right. And show a reaction to that. And then I have to remind myself that, oh, it may be something like embedded deep in the DNA because sometimes myself, not even growing up with him, it's difficult for me to show my emotions towards people.
0: Do you think that it's because of the fact that there's a whole part of you that wasn't there?
1: I used to, but in getting to know him, I'm like, maybe this is. Again, giving someone the benefit of the doubt, Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe this is genetics, baby. (laughs) It might be. Um, But yeah, I have a problem feeling unseen and unheard. And I feel like it really does stem from him, especially now. Because it was just like, even on Father's Day, I'm going to tell y'all straight up, guys. The reason I slept all day was one because I'd I be grinding. I got several jobs. Thank you very much. You look like a Jamaican. <laughs> For real. Um, um, most respects to Jamaicans. Um I'm, I'm just going to say that. We ain't we ain't being disrespectful. <laughs> Anyways. Um that and the simple fact that I was like Hey, what are you doing for Father's Day? And he was like, I don't know, ask my wife. Wow. This is this is my process, is that it's just like, okay, I'll ask your wife whose number I don't have and that you didn't give to me. Oh. And then thinking like, dang, you couldn't been like. It would be nice for you to come down here with right the kids that I raised
0: considering the fact that he didn't raise you.
1: Yes. Like seriously. Like the fact um, that that is
0: not at the forefront of your mind yeah. during any communication you have with him. Mm-hmm.
1: It's never I wasn't there. It was it's 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 always I'm here now is what he says.
0: Mhm.
1: And um I'm sorry, I'm here now is not good enough for me.
0: I'm here now would probably be good enough for you if the right amount of accountability was was present, given, yeah, you
1: know? yeah, and this is not knocking like how good of a person he is, how caring of a person he is, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. it's not knocking none of that, um, it's not knocking the relationship that we have built now, I'm just expressing those empty emotions that he keeps feeding. It would be different if he wasn't feeding those no more. But just the simple, you know, me texting him, asking him what he's going to do for Father's Day because I was seriously thinking about going down there mm. or doing something with him is that ask my wife and then he's doing something with the kids that he raised but didn't raise me.
0: Right.
1: And no knock at all because i do consider them my siblings whether they consider consider me their siblings or not um no knock to them but as someone who knows this someone who didn't come from you it takes there is for me i feel like there is a greater love in choosing your child then having your child... Does that make
0: sense? Absolutely. Yes. Um, Especially so, from a father's perspective as they do not give birth to the children. Yes. And clearly we see through our statistics that they do feel like it's okay for them to just leave and not come back. Yes. Um. So and the then choice, raising
1: someone else's child. Yeah. And then telling me how you acted with them and telling me what you did when they were on their first date and how you reacted to just find out that like, Oh damn! You're you would rather be with this life you built than the life you left, mm. which in return means why did you answer the message that I sent you on Facebook? Is the title of this podcast? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hate the marketing and the pain it's intertwined. I'm about to tear. I know I'm
1: tearing up. Um, but for real, like for real, why did you answer the God. message if you weren't Because I promise you, I don't know if men think different. Men, please find a way to comment to us. We got Facebook. We posting on Facebook. Just message us on Facebook. We starting an Instagram. Just message us. Like If you do have an instance where you do do something like this, just comment to it. Because me, I have to step out of my own hurt in order to fix damage that I have done with a child. I ain't saying her name, but anyways, with a child, you know what I'm saying? Like, whether you be a parent, a guardian, or you know what I'm saying? Whatever you consider yourself. Right. I have stepped out of myself numerous of times. Because it's not about me, it's about the child. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like that's what we expect from parents.
0: Can I speak to that real quick? There are so many points that we've made in our testimonies that I want to circle back to. But in what you just said is very, very, very powerful. I don't even think we have time to talk about mommy issues. I think that we should save that for the next Next episode. episode, Because, I mean, you were raised (laughs) exclusively by a mother and my mother is... um, my mother is quite the huge personality and impact on me. So I think that we should honor them by giving them their own episode. Yes. <laughs> but just speaking to what you said, that's breaking generational curses. The, You've had to step out of your own pain in order to try to ensure a better tomorrow for someone that you are a guardian for. Mm-hmm. Um you had to look within yourself in order to ensure that the person that you are raising or raised, you know, sees you as their guardian is able to have a better life and have a better experience than you did. Mm -hmm. That is breaking a generational curse. That is you in the midst, because I mean, again, just like she said, she's 26. She met her father when she was 22. Before that, she dealt with having a father she, saw, she thought was her father, only to find out that he wasn't really her father. The mm. damage that does, the, the the shaking of somebody's world with that, being able to fight through that in the midst of really just becoming accustomed to knowing your biological father and dealing with the disappointment of that and the triumph, too. Mm. It's not just all the whole thing of disappointment, but the, you know the understanding your identity more, those are all wins, but also dealing with the cold, you know, truth of, you know, things are not what I want them to be and I wish that things were better. You still stepping out of that in order to do introspection on yourself so that you're able to do better for the person that you're raising, the person that you've raised, that is the breaking of generational curses. With my son, He's now going through so many changes. My son has gone from being a baby to being, you know, a little boy to now, you know, he's 11 years old and he's going through his own stuff. His little character is building up. And I have made a decision that I do not give a crap who says what. I don't care what he does. I will never put my son in a situation where he feels abandoned if he ever tells me that I've done that I will make sure that I am receptive to hearing him Mm. I will make sure that our traditions and our love persists and it evolves in all the ways that he evolves Mm. because I want to break that generational curse for him I don't want my son to ever be afraid to come home or to think that he has to be punished or he has to feel like I am judging him or he has to feel not punished we punish our children i'm mm-hmm. sorry but i'm talking about maybe in the future like i don't want my son to feel like he has to feel like less than yeah in order to for in order for him to grow if that makes sense I want my son to know that in this world where we have such short lives, that he's going to go through everything that he's supposed to go through. And I want him to feel like he's supported. Mm. You went through so much. And at the end of the day, you're doing the work within yourself. Um,
1: And I think that's the thing with everyone
0: is that they have to
1: understand that life is a process. Sometimes you may come back to the old, but remember where you're standing. So I said all of these things to remind you that me and my dad are in a good position.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We are doing good. Mm-hmm. We are building a relationship in each other.
0: Right.
1: And sometimes those feelings and those demons come up, but that's that's what life is. Right. You learning yourself and learning to over overcome. Overcome, overcome, whatever. <laughs>
0: I am saying it wrong. That is a word and you're saying it right. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very, very normal word. <laughs>
1: okay, so you being able to overcome, you know, those things in your life and you not, you being in a place where you're like, I feel good. I didn't drop a tear because, listen, this is my testimony. I'm telling you my life. When you're telling your testimony, there's not always going to be tears. No. It's just your life story, what you have walked in, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like, for me, that was me explaining, you know, the basis of my daddy issues, really. Um, We're doing good now, but, you know, daddy issues stick with you, especially when you're a woman and you're picking a partner. Oh. Those things stick with you, unfortunately, in a negative way. You don't always get all of those positives. And if you do, it's going to be damn hard for a man to be in a relationship with you because the only thing that you're highlighting is all the good things. You know what I'm saying?
0: Do you know what it feels like to look for a partner that's just for your dad but also for a partner that's not like your dad? Mm. (laughs) Do you know what it feels like to want a man that is ambitious and to want a man that is going to put you in your place. And to want a man that has a vision that you can't see. But to also want a man that's going to consider your feelings at all times. And respect you as a person. And care mm-hmm. about where you're at. And be empathetic. Oh. That is a very unique man. We're going go to go church with it. Talk about it. <laughs> that is a very unique man. And it actually takes me to something that you said before. Two things that you said. You talked about... The fact that your level of respect for men might be directly correlated with your daddy issues Mm. and that you feel unheard Uh, in your life as a result, perhaps, of the dynamic between yourself and your father. I'm sure there are other factors, right? There's always other factors to everything, but um, that is kind of a universal thing. I remember I I wanted to give you more time to have the floor, but... All of those things triggered me like the first time I truly felt heard for me, mm. not for what I was supposed to be, completely set my life on, on fire! fire and just flipped <laughs> me upside down. <laughs> the first man that ever made me feel that way. Deep, like the, And literally... I think that a lot of my friends know about my really stupid, like dumb dating history. Like, yeah. <laughs> really dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the only; those are the best ways I know how to describe them. <laughs> but not even this wasn't even a dating situation. This was just like some dude that, like, I just. Hands is off the street. <laughs> just some dude was clean, off the street. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just you know, but. The first time that I ever felt like there was a part of me that just lived inside of me but was seen and heard by a man that's also ambitious like my dad but seemed to be like super in tuned with me like my dad wasn't. (laughs) Mm. I think it freaking changed my life and I'm not going to talk about that situation because I feel like that situation is another episode. Is baby. another episode, <laughs> and it damn near might be its own episode. And I'm just going to say sorry to all my friends. Yes, I'm going to talk about it. And damn near, but it's a new season, baby. <laughs> <laughs> baby, that's season two of the podcast. That one situation, and now it had me messed up out in the streets. But that's what we about to do, baby. We about to end it here. We're going to end on a high note, okay? Yes. Daddy, we love you, yes. okay? Yes. And I'm talking to both of our daddies, honey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and my daddy's out in the street daddy. <laughs> <laughs> But until next time, to so tell you what you said? by Bye, your squirrel friends. And I'll just go with it. Before we continue with the rest of our podcast I wanted to shout out our wonderful sponsor and brag about her she is Fancy Styles she is a makeup artist based out of Austin Texas she offers a full beat honey lash extensions and microblading to get those eyebrows on fleek she is going to be featured on our website as well as our social media very very soon so be on the lookout and please do remember beauty makes everything possible